catch up on everything Amy and Billows at hit.com.au. Billows, have you ever used Gumtree before? Uh, yeah, I've uh, when I moved to Broome, I found housemates on there. I've bought mm. some secondhand stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it's a website and you can get pretty much anything. It could be a service, mm. it could be a product, whatever it is. Oh, you they're can generally... find services on there. <laughs> Too much information. Uh, generally, they're secondhand. So my girlfriend went to buy something off there. I think it was a heater. Yep. And she went to the guy's house to pick it up. Okay. And she's posted a photo of what was on his front veranda. What was it? It is a big bag of white children's shoes, and they're not just white shoes, they've been painted white. Looks like there's about 200 children's shoes that have been painted white on his front veranda. There's something really, really unsettling about that. Like, obviously, there's nothing illegal about that. No. But something just doesn't sit well with the fact he's got... 200 hand-painted children's shoes and they're just painted white. I don't know why the painted white unsettles me the most. If it was just a bag of old shoes, you'd just be like, that's weird. Yeah. But they're all painted. I thought maybe he's using it for some sort of, I don't know, like art sculpture or for some sort of theatre production. But I'm thinking about it and I'm like, just doesn't add up. I don't know what to do with that information. Do I call the authorities? Do I, I... I, I'm I'm absolutely dumbfounded. Yeah, it's it's very very weird. So she was uh, very quick to pick up her heater and leave, and yeah. never speak to that guy again. So I want to know on thirteen twelve sixteen, what have you got? Something weird on your front veranda. My front veranda is fairly bare, but I was at my mum's house uh, last weekend, weekend before, yeah, and I didn't realise how weird this was until I stopped to think about it, and. It used to be in our garage when I grew up. Hmm. Mum's got an anvil on her front veranda. Now, I didn't know what an anvil was. An anvil is the heavy thing that uh, you uh, the, the the coyote would drop on the roadrunner. My mum's not a blacksmith, <laughs> if you're wondering. She used to be a teacher and she's been a librarian. Yeah. She does not make horseshoes. What did she need it for, though? I genuinely have no idea. That's so I weird. Don't, it's always been around. It was always in our garage, and I never thought anything <laughs> of it. But the more I think about it, why my parents had an anvil is yeah. beyond me. And why they've moved it from the garage to the front. Yeah, that's it. So they moved from Hopeton to Bendigo. So they've brought the anvil with them. What? I have no idea. The only weird thing that my mum's got is one of those tube TV cabinets with the hole yeah. in the middle. The salvos won't even take it away. <laughs> It's time to just burn that, Amy's <laughs> mum. 13, 12, 16. What's on your front veranda? My friend has recently picked up an item from a gum tree guy and uh, she's stumbled across something on his front porch. It was a pallet full of children's shoes and not only that, they were all painted white. So weird. So many questions that will never be answered, but it got us thinking... 13, 12, 16, we want to know what's on your front veranda. Ben's yeah. called through. Ben, what's on your veranda, mate? I've got five lawnmowers. Five lawnmowers? Oh, yep. five? I don't even have one mate, lawnmower. Even if you've got five lawns, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, so we probably collected them. Not collected, like, it wasn't, we don't intentionally have them. I think there was a period, and this has been over the last maybe two or three years, and so one of them worked, and the rest are all just dead, and we just haven't gotten around to throwing them out. So your old, old lawnmower's breaking, and you're just getting a new one and leaving it next to the old one? See, my housemate reckons it's because, and mind you, we're not the most handy blokes. Like, I'm sure they're probably fixable, but he reckons that we can use the old ones for parts because they're all roughly the same model, I think. <laughs> that, that makes sense. It's like when you've got yeah. a whole bunch of cars and you've just got them out yeah. there. and yeah. Again, it, it makes sense if you're somewhat handy, but no. he said he's not. No, we've got no idea. Like, mm. I'm pretty convinced that some of them aren't even properly broken. So we've wait, like it's not my money. I didn't spend them. 
Right. Like he bought them. But do you just need fuel, mate? Yeah, look, it very well could be just fuel. I don't know for sure. <laughs> All you need to do is a YouTube tutorial, and you are sweet as you can get five of them up and running. You're not learning to fix a lawnmower off YouTube. Yeah, you are. Yeah, okay. that's fair. I'm gonna have to bag him on that one, Amy. That's just <laughs> utterly insane. You're making you it sound like. Them. You make it sound like that someone whose job it is to fix a lawnmower can be that easily replaced with one YouTube tutorial. Well, to be fair, I did try to contour off a YouTube tutorial and it didn't See, work. not the same, and yet still you failed miserably. Thanks for your call, mate. No worries. 13, 12, 16. That, that, that went a little bit awry. 13, 12, 16. What's on your front veranda? Earlier this morning, we were chatting about what you've got on your front veranda and you came out and said your mum's got something weird on her front veranda. Yeah, I hadn't even thought it was weird because it's always been at our house, but mum has an anvil on her front veranda. So weird. Yeah, so (laughs) I decided I need to know why. So we've got mum on the line right now. Mum, to the best of my knowledge, you were never a blacksmith. Why is there an anvil on your veranda? Okay, no, I was never a blacksmith. I have done number of different jobs, but never a blacksmith. No, it dates back to when your father got his first teaching post to Warwick Nabil's um, high school. Okay, there's still a lot of space between having an (laughs) anvil and dad being a teacher. Well, there he was, going from Melbourne out to Warwick Nabil, and there was a housing shortage. So he initially was living in his three-man tent at the Warwick Nabil Caravan Park for a number of weeks, and the president of the school council said, look, this is not good enough, I have an old farmhouse at Sheep Hill. So went out to the house, pretty basic, still had the old blacksmith shop. Oh. (laughs) With the anvil and the big old bellows and so on. So anyway, at the end of the year when he was coming back to Melbourne because we were getting married and all the rest of it, uh, he asked if he could have the anvil out of the old blacksmith shop. So Dad so... <laughs> essentially has an anvil that now sits on your front veranda to remind him of when he was borderline homeless. That's the one, yes. Well, you've connected the dots, but yeah. still it makes little <laughs> sense. But I mean, so long story short, it's a souvenir. Yeah. So it's not being used well, for anything. No. no, what okay. do you do with it? Why take it oh, in the first no. place is my yeah. question. <laughs> well, I don't think you had any need for it. You do recall that your father was a bit inclined to go for souvenirs. Yeah, remember no. the stubby hole. He, he, he uh, backstory. My dad, uh, God bless his soul, had a better part of probably two or three thousand stubby holders from his travels. Wow. Yeah, dad I was, never counted them, but yeah, there were a lot. Dad yeah. was a borderline hoarder, so the fact that there is an anvil on the front veranda in his memory, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Not surprising. Yes, when I then moved here, I just thought Julian would like the anvil on the front page, <laughs> so there it is. Perfect. You've answered it for us. <laughs> Mum, thanks heaps for helping us out this morning. No problem. Thank goodness we can put that one to bed. Wow. I know. It's a bizarre reason, <laughs> but there we go. Everyone was wondering why Mum has an anvil. Oh. Now you know. You are a dickhead. The biggest dickhead. You are today's biggest dickhead. This is a big world with lots of dickheads, but you are the winner today. Who we got today, Amy? Today's dickhead of the day is a country barman who found a way to trick an ATM and he managed to get out $1.6 million. Oh, we've all got overdrafts. No need to brag about it, mate. (laughs)
Um, he found a technical glitch, so he was able to, I think you know more of the details, he was able to transfer money from his credit card into his account. Yeah, that's pretty much what was happening. He was transferring from his credit card to his bank account, yeah. and then for some reason it had come up transaction cancelled, but the ATM had spit out this money. Yeah. And he did it for 200 bucks, then 500 then 600 and before he knew he's it, like, Ooh. he's up to $1.6 So he ended up spending $1.6 okay. and it wasn't on stuff like I think a lot of people would have done. It was on experiences. So okay. he went to like remote islands. He went like on fabulous holidays. He splurged on all his friends who wanted to do some amazing stuff. So he managed to have a pretty great life until he was found out. Pretty hard to confiscate someone's holiday they've already taken. <laughs> exactly. Or bottles of champagne they've already drank. So I don't know whether he felt that they were on to him at some point, but he ended up handing himself in after okay. spending $1.6 million, feeling a little guilty that he spent quite a bit of cash that wasn't his. What is that? What sort of uh, um, slap on the wrist does he get for that? What's... Well, after he handed himself in, they said, yes, we were investigating. We weren't quite sure who it was, but thank you for handing yourself in. And then three and a half years later, you hadn't heard anything. And then finally, they got around to going, oh, no, hang on. We probably should do something about this guy. So he ended up spending, he was sentenced to 18 months, but ended up spending just 12 months in jail. Okay. And Mm. he's 1.6 million up. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. And a $250 fine, $250,000 fine. So, yeah, I think he's probably up on this one. A year? in jail and I'm 1.35 million yeah. up. I'm crunching the numbers and I'm really considering it. I mean, if that's a yeah. job, yeah. if a year of my life's worth 1.35 million, <laughs> oh, I've really got to rethink some of my life decisions, I think. Let's check out if it's naughty or sporty at 6.40 and Amy, it's a naughty one. Ah, oh, good one. Thank you. Now, in China... Um, they've got very strict uh, pornography laws, and I believe it's actually illegal over there. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that it's not legal to uh, view pornography on the internet in China. Yeah, I'm not quite sure either, but I, I think that's the I case. think they've got some yeah. pretty strict censorship laws over there. Well, the Chinese government is offering a big payouts to people who snitch on porno. Now, when I first read that, I mm. thought... Oh, my God, you pack of snitches. Yeah, snitching on your mates. How could you rat out porn? What's porn ever done except uh, just help everyone? (laughs) The public service. That's not entirely accurate, but still. (laughs) But then I read what they're offering for said snitches. Yeah. 86 grand US. Per snitch or just like per year or what? I'm not sure. Um, Okay. It just says up to 86,000 US uh, to anyone who reports not safe for work content. Uh, Chinese authorities have been using this uh, tactic uh, to clear up the internet since 2009, but now they've hiked it up, essentially doubling the reward for porn-finding vigilantes. So you're finding any anyone who can go onto the web and they can search for porn, yes. that's what you're finding. You're trying to find websites that yes. people can access in China I that believe so. is so they pornographic. Can, so you, they can okay. block it so that it can't be viewed over there. Right. So they're not trying to shut any companies down or any or any. Well, if they're, sites, ma- if they're made they're locally, then yes. It. Yeah, okay. Most certainly. They're trying to uh, stamp that out, mm. uh, but also to block as well. 
Yeah, I would totally be okay with doing that. Oh, I'd be <laughs> like a truffle-finding pig over there. I would be sniffing out porn left, right, and centre. I'd be living yeah. the high life. Oh, it'd be great. Wouldn't you just become obsessed with it? Just like constantly on your phone or on your computer? Try- yeah, they'd be... I mean, you're already obsessed with that, aren't you? Hey, hey. excuse hey. me. I'm not the one who lives 600 kilometres from their partner. Don't you bring my <laughs> pornographic viewing into this, Amy Hedges. Billows, it's not long until Christmas, and we've Crazy all got... Close that really hard to buy for person in our life. Yeah, no, definitely. Honestly, like I've I've got it at the moment with my dad. I'm like, can I get him a voucher? Could I get him an experience? Like something homemade? I don't know. I can't figure it it out. It's particularly hard with your parents because Mm. they deserve the world. Yeah. But we're poor. So they can't quite get the world. They cannot get the world. Have you got an answer to this problem? Yeah, I've stumbled across a product that I think is just perfect for a whole range of people. Okay. The company is called Farts Direct. Farts Direct. Okay, explain. uh, It's pretty much in the name. They deliver farts in a jar (laughs) to a person of your choosing. A fart in a jar. All you need to do is come up with the scent for that person and... Maybe a little little note to go along with it. So is this actually someone farting in a jar or is it just a is it just a bad smell in a jar? I think it's a bad smell in a jar. I don't think we're buying it off one person in particular. Because I don't want to get pink eye for Christmas. <laughs> the the uh, smells are sprout stench. Yep. Stuffing shark. Oh. Hanging out of your ass. <laughs> or love puff. <laughs> Love puff? Love what does love puff mean? I know what it is. But the company if you're if you're wondering whether it's a good idea, the company has come forward. The answer and is said, yes. The company has said, imagine the look on their face when they realise they've just inhaled an invisible turd. And once you've breathed in that surprise stench, you're done. It's the perfect way to tell them how you think of them. I'm both disgusted and one hundred percent on board. <laughs> Story out of Florida. Yay! I was hoping we had one earlier and it was from China, so no, I was disappointed. That's right. No, I'm sorry, uh, but here is one out of Florida. Now, you, anytime you're in Melbourne, you bang on about Uber Eats, which is essentially Uber will just go to any eatery you like and pick up some food for you. Yeah, it's a lazy person's way out of <laughs> eating dinner. It's taking food delivery to the next <laughs> level. A man in South Florida did that same thing. He was in the same boat as you, just okay. wanted a bit of Uber Eats. Hmm. The driver's rolled up to his house, bag of food in hand. Amazing. Uh, it's not amazing. It's exactly going by the book <laughs> so far. <laughs> and then uh, once he reached in to uh, find the uh, food he was very excited for, he discovered soiled underwear. Oh. Yep, that's right. Now, oh, how does that one. happen, Amy? I don't know how that happens. You're the Uber Eats expert. I Is hope- that an option that you can order? I hope I never get that. How did that happen? Um, uh, I look. I wouldn't think it was the eatery putting it in there. No. Um, the guy called the police and said it's disgusting, unhealthful, and unhealthful. Is that a word? And potentially deadly. Uh, the restaurant said wasn't us. Yeah. And Uber has suspended the driver. So it's it's hard when you're in that position because I've had it before, not with soiled what? underwear. How have you been in this position? But the food, there was something wrong with the food. Yeah. And um, I didn't know, by something wrong I mean there was like half the amount of fries there should have been. Okay. And I didn't know whether it was the delivery driver or the restaurant. Yeah. So in this case, again, it's like, who who's at fault here? Well, 
in both cases, I'd blame the driver. Yeah. I would say the driver's got peakish and eating some of your chips, <laughs> and I have no idea for the life of me why he would think, oh, Jesus, that, that mm. fart was a bit wet. I better pop it in this bag with this bloke's food. He won't notice. Sure, he won't mind. I can't wear them. I can't have them in the car. I've got to deliver food. He accidentally probably just put it in the wrong spot. He wanted to put it in his bag and forgot it was the Uber Eats bag. And Yeah, yeah. that seems like it's a gross. stretch to so me. Gross. But, uh, yeah, so next time you're in Melbourne, enjoy your Uber Eats. Uh, if you have a pet and it's one of those pets that you need to walk, you generally will take it out most nights and it's it's kind of a social thing. You might take it to like a dog park or whatever it might be. It's one of the reasons um, I've got cats. I, yeah, don't, exactly. I don't want to walk an animal. Don't need to do that when you get home at night. Well, I was up at my mum's house over the weekend and was driving through the streets and we saw something up ahead. There was a woman and it, it looked like she had two dogs. Okay. And we got close and I'm like, that's a really big dog. Yeah. Got closer again. She was walking a sheep. <laughs> she was walking a sheep on a lead. Just taking the old sheep for a walk. With her other dog and her friend had another dog. So they're just standing there with their sheep. That's like, weird. That's what? a bit different. Now, I've never had a dog. I'd like to have one. But yeah. what I'd really like yeah. is an alpaca. Really? I'd happily be alpaca guy. They're the best. What do they do, though? Like, what's the benefits of an alpaca? Well... As in, as far as livestock goes, they, they scare wild dogs away from sheep. Uh, but <laughs> apparently they're just very protective. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that so be handy. They're like a great guard dog, apparently, but I just think they're cool. Yeah, they are cool. They're like just a they're like a giraffe sheep. <laughs> would you walk your alpaca if you had one? Happily. Yeah. Nice Happily. One. I would be the king of the street. It's like, there goes Billows. Yeah. Oh, the guy from the radio. Uh, I, I guess, but uh, more <laughs> to the point, he's the guy with the alpaca. Yeah. That's what we love about him. Well, I want to know on 13, 12, 16, do you have a unique pet? Yes. Because I've never had a weird pet. I've no. had kind of your standard. We've had dogs. We've had rabbits. I've never had a weird pet, though. I used to have a snake. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a bit different. That was fun. Did you play with it a lot, or did you keep it in it? Did I play with my snake a lot? Yeah. Um. Not a not enough. Um. <laughs> Everyone's that went weird. <laughs> uh, I the, the the main reason I got rid of it was I didn't give it enough time. Yeah, and fair enough because you do want to give it a little bit of yeah, handling yeah. and care. So when I did handle it, it was sometimes a little bit attacky, but it was only a little snake. Okay. Little nip didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, fair but enough. We want to talk about your weird pets. Yeah. 13, 12, 16, do you have a unique pet? The other day, I saw a lady walking her pet sheep yeah. along with her pet dogs. Yeah, got us thinking about those uh, people that have just got interesting pets, and yeah. we want to talk about that. Louise has called through on 13, 12, 16. Louise, have you got a weird pet? I have a turtle that we keep in a bathtub out the back of our house. <laughs> the bathtub's out the back of your house. Yeah. And it's just the turtles. Really right. to keep it in. Well, actually, I think it's a corner, but I don't know, we found him on the road and he was really lost, so we picked him up, put him in a bathtub. You found him on the road? Yeah. Well, he's a long way from home, that's for sure. Um, how big a turtle are we talking? Mm, uh, probably, like, the size of my hand when I, when I pull my fingers out. That's cute. So was he yeah. house trained? Was he someone else's turtle or has he come from the local pond? Like, where's he come from? I'm- I don't know where it came from, but he's not house trained because one time he peed on one of my friends when she picked him up. Can oh. you house train a turtle? Is that a thing? Uh, I haven't tried, but I'll let you know. <laughs> well, Give if he's got go. his own bathtub, then <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even bother. Uh, what's your turtle's name? Curtis. Curtis the turtle? No, Curtis the tortoise. Curtis the tortoise. Oh, that makes sense. I'm sure you said turtle at some point. You don't even know the uh, difference between them. I get confused. I get confused. 
used between both of them. He's one of the other one, one or the other, you know. And do you take him for walks or is he just in the bathtub all the time? <laughs> no, he just stays in the tub. Mm. Fantastic. Curtis the tortoise, I love it. Thanks for your call. Thanks, guys. Keep him coming through, 13, 12, 16. Have you got a weird pet? All right, let's go. For your local Telstra stores, Mildura Central and Lime Avenue. Alpha Bucks. One letter, 10 questions, 30 seconds, your chance to win $500. Hayley joins us. How are you doing, Hayley? Good, yourself? Good, thank you. Could you use 500 bucks? I could. I could. Uh, of course. It was a stupid question. <laughs> Everyone can Everyone use $500. Could use Let's see if we can win it for you. How does it work, Amy? All right, Haley, you've got 10 questions. I'm going to give you the letter to answer those questions. You've got 30 seconds to do it. Your letter today is J, so that's J yes. for journalism or jump. Have you got that one? Got it. Radio, your time will start when Amy asks her first question. Good luck. Name a university degree. Journalism. Name a boy's name. John. Something you wear. Jumper. A martial art. Jiu-jitsu. Name a movement. Jump. Name a lolly. Pass. Name a dog breed. Pass. Name an international city. Jamaica. Name Mm. an Australian (laughs) town. Sorry, Hayley. Yeah. I certainly jumped that the gun on that international city. Uh, that was my bad. If you had got to 10, we would not have been able to pay Jamaica. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you did pretty well, though. Yeah, you got five out of 10. Oh, well, you had to pass on a couple, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, a couple, yeah. Yeah. Well, Hayley, you better luck next time. You have a good day, okay? Stay dry out there. Thank you. Catch up on everything Amy and Billows at hit.com.au.